The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet 100, and get 100. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. You buy the college basketball experience. March Madness is heating up, and you need to subscribe to the college basketball experience. It's awesome, baby. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Husbands, the Wolf of Oakland. Let's try that again. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. Uh, uh, I made a pledge earlier this week uh, that I, I was tired. I was tired of Aqueduct, one of my favorite tracks, being marginalized, not getting the respect it deserves during the winter, and I vowed to make sure to uh, to do the Gotham Stakes card. Then there was a little bit of scheduling issue. Uh, my buddy, Boston Tom, Tommy, joined me, but we had scheduling conflicts. Then I decided I was going to the track today. Long story short, new shooter enters the pod. You may know him as at Racing NY, New York Racing Capper. Or you might know him as Nick. I know him as Racing NY. Nick, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? It's going good. Uh, excited to be on here. First time uh, putting my name out there. And first we'll first time, goes. long time, right? Yeah, first time, long time. We've uh, communicated in the past, you know, we've been flirting yeah. for about a year now so yeah you've you've got to see the uh delightful artful way in which i spell the word fuck with eight eight u's and two yeah. k's yeah it's... he's got a cute puppy too so oh, dude. get to see those pictures listen if if she dies before me you might as well just bury me with her i love <laughs> that dog i love that dog too much so you've got racing and why in the handle i've always known you as a as a naira guy uh what Go ahead, lay it out. Be be brutally honest. How do you feel about winter duct? It's terrible. There's no other way to put it. It is like, it is the bane of my existence, but I have to play it because I have a problem where I just need to play all Naira all the time. Right, right. I was actually I was actually keeping tabs on Aqueduct today while uh, while the Oakland card was running. Uh, in hindsight, wish wish that I hadn't. Um, but I mean. You know, we're going to take a look at the Saturday Gotham uh, Stakes card, which is a Kentucky Derby prep. And uh, one of the constant complaints of New York racing, of Naira, of, of Winter Duct, is uh, field sizes. And I, I'm not sure if that complaint is warranted anymore because, holy hell, we've got 15 entries in the Gotham this year. It's the most amazing new york kentucky derby prep betting race i think i've ever seen yeah i mean when you get 15 people that want to enter that's uh, always good i mean some of the early races aren't that great but the card overall is uh pretty well rounded and there's a good amount of betting interest in that late pick five that you can uh, build around do you have anything that you really like to go to with Aqueduct, or do you try to keep it kind of fluid with uh, what your eyes are telling you with how, how you put it together, or are you things that you're like necessarily looking for the conditions to get right? It's you got to watch the track. That's like the biggest thing because 
Naira tracks in general change so much day to day that it's impossible if you're like, oh, all right, today speed played well. How's it going to play tomorrow? It's like, nobody knows. You have to watch the first three races and see how it goes. And then sometimes race five or six comes around, tracks playing completely differently. Yeah. So it's just always like a crapshoot there. I've always found, I, I swear to God that you have in the middle of cards sometimes, especially when you have like a really biased track, you have races that fall victim to like jockey hive mind a little bit. It's like they all think that the it's, you have to be on the front to, to win. And so all of a sudden, everyone, even the guys who never go, all go at once and artificially melt it down. Yeah, I think that's a thing. And then I also want like track maintenance reports. Like I wish they had like a, hey, at this point in the day, we went and we completely like flattened yeah. this thing. So this is going to yeah. be like a bog when you're coming home or it's going to be a speed highway. And they never talk about it. I, I need to know when Jim Bob at Oakland has a handful of mushrooms and a bottle of old granddad and hops on a John Deere and just starts fucking that thing up overnight. Exactly. Like that. those last two furlongs at Aqueduct can be like, either gold or it's like the horses are running in quicksand and you're like oh my god is anybody ever going to finish this race i'll tell you what i uh i i kind of wish that i had seen uh how aqueduct played today before i started putting together like my late pick five sequence for for gotham day because i was on some really good horses at aqueduct today that just couldn't pass like had yeah. every single shot looks uh, and i kind of I don't know if it was maiden races, if the, the, the track was a little bit to blame, but it did definitely stick out to me how many times I saw a horse pull up right next to the inside horse and then just, like, run into a brick wall, just drop anchor. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it felt today. And I felt like I had a couple horses that were rallying and then just stopped. I was like, oh, well, this is uh, less than ideal. All right. What's also less than ideal? Just kidding. JK, LOL. We are at an ad break. We're going to do that real quick. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the Gotham Stakes Pick 5, the late Pick 5 at Aqueduct this Saturday when we hope to make enough money to utter these immortal words. Hey, hey, hey. Don't rub on that. You blocked that. You understand? That's alpaca. That's $25,000 alpaca. You blocked that shit. You don't rub on Put the club soda on there. We'll be right back. In our pursuit for Blot Mile Pack of Money with the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will be right back. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, aka WinBets Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited state availability, and of course for DGENs only if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the SGPN merch store continues to add new items to the store every day. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies. My personal new favorite item is all of them. I like them all. They're all witty. They're all good. And it comes just in time for March. 10% off when you spend more than $40 and use the code 
madness. That's madness. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, we Listen, I might not be the hero that Aqueduct wants, but I am the hero that Aqueduct deserves. Let's talk about the late pick five featuring two grade threes, the Tom Fool and the Kentucky Derby prep race. The Gotham starts in race six, post time, 325 Eastern, 225 God's time, and that's this Saturday at Aqueduct, March 4th, year of our Lord, 2023. So let's talk race six. It's a seven furlong, New York bred, maiden special weight, I, I, I thought that this was a green light to toss the first time starter chalk, go forward wa- four wide with some prices that I, I really like this, uh, that I really like in this race. Uh, I really expect this one to be won by a horse on or near the early pace, like I said. I mean, especially now considering the fact that, uh, you know, it didn't seem like any horses could could get up and pass. So I, I ended up going about four deep here. What? How'd you uh, play this race? I thought the same thing. I did not like Signal Corpse at all. I, uh, I like the two other first-time starters, Woodside Warrior, 41 Tails. Uh, two, I liked Makar coming off the layoff, adding Lasix, adding Blinkers, two good works like that. And then Pop Cover or Pop Queer also adding Blinkers uh, piqued my interest. Calling that horse Pop Queer really is a dick move because you're actually using yeah. the letter that looks like a V, and I want to call it Pop Cover. Uh, all right. Uh, you mentioned a lot of the horses that I'm going to use. Also, uh, I had the one uh, Makar. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned the Lasix and Blinks. I'm a sucker for those angles in the uh, in the uh, maiden special weight races. Also, like that the horse was claimed and then moved back to the protected maiden special weight uh, status. Uh, you know, and it's shown the ability to pass. Uh, you know, in its only dirt race, might not be as high on this one, but it still feel like you got to keep it in there. Uh, the two disarmed. Uh, at, Looks like it needs the early lead to have a chance. Has a good chance to make the lead over McCarr on the rail. Uh, and then I used the five pop coyer seven to two. You know, second choice on the morning line. This one will be out on the front if it can match the last effort in the uh, past performances. I, I think it would win for fun. Uh, but it does feel dicey trusting that horse at seven to two to do so. So I went one more deep. Number seven. Run and a score, eight to one, moves over from the all weather at Turfway Park, which I love. It's probably the most classic of dirty little pig boy angles, going all weather to anything. Little pig boy. Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch baby mistress gets the stand on. That's right. Put on those high heel boots. And stand on me, mistress. Race seven. Oh, sorry. I was one, two, five, seven. Who are your horses one more time, Nick? Mine were uh, one, five, six, seven. Or no, one, five, six, nine. Coot's favorite number. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's right. The cl- the Coot's classic right there. Yeah. Just any time in the universe when a six and a nine align, somewhere a Coot's gets its wings. Yes. I'll tell you what, uh, I mean, we've got, I'm four deep, it's, it sounded like you were four deep also, uh, but we've got two conflicting horses. I think we've got this race pretty well surrounded. So let's look at race seven, six and a half furlongs, 82,000 non-winners of whatever allowance, and uh, I'm anticipating a really hot pace in this race, Ooh, and I think yeah. I think that's going to make this morning line favorite, the seven, Rotney, at five to two, 
just vulnerable and very pace compromised. So it sounds like you saw kind of a similar pace set up there. Yeah, I got four horses gunning for the lead in this one. And I don't know how you could trust Rodney coming off the layoff. I mean, ran some great races last year, but it's a tough first race back. I don't. I think what happens is it reminds me of Arkansas basketball player Rodney Clark, and how much of a how much of a pussy he just ended up being. And so I have like a built-in bias here. Uh, actually, I like the second coupled entry and uh, one shorter price horse to be the ones that I, I I use and that I think will win if the track lets them and the promised pace develops. So I I went uh, two six. I mean I get the two B with it, uh, handsome cat. If it, if the horse doesn't indeed draw in, uh, but of the hat, you know, the coupled entry, I, I much prefer the two all about the money. Uh, David Jacobson cuts the first half of his coupled entry back to six and a half furlongs after a big effort at eight furlongs last out to win. He's got a high strike rate with these horses that won last out running back and the horse has shown that it can win from off the pace. Uh, and it's been just a routine grinder board hitter. And then I use the six life changer. Uh, because I, I like that life changer is going to be staying just a little bit closer to the pace. I have a I have a fear that any horse that gives itself probably you know four to five lengths off the lead is pretty well just done tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I like Jake Rocks a little bit here. He's been running well the last two, so it's hard for me to leave that horse out. Uh, I think Rodney with the Lasix has a chance, so I, it's really hard for me to like completely toss. So. I'll probably include in backup tickets the seven, but I like the four and the six in this race. All right, we're still close. We could still theoretically both be live through leg two, so that's a win right there. Yeah, that's promising. We'll both be having great days then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like the way you think. I like the way you think, sir. Race eight. This is it. We're, We're into the meat of the card where the stakes get graded, maybe even seasoned. Maybe a light, light sear. I want to still want my stakes. Medium, medium. I'm a little bit drunk, guys. Okay. Uh, it's the $150,000 Tom Fool Handicap Stakes. Grade three. Uh, and I don't know what I can say about this race that James Brown hasn't said for me many times. Um, yes, I'm, yes, I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now- I handicapped this without the morning line, uh, Nick. And... Uh, I'm doing some questionable mingling with my single here. Who did you have for this race? I liked Eastern Bay. Speaking of season, horses run at this distance 28 times, 12 wins, three seconds, two thirds. That 12 wins is just remarkable. I, I can't get over that. Like a master at the distance. I'm potentially singling the one because my second horse was the three running son of a gun. And I just, at favoritism, maybe second choice. I don't know if I can trust him off the layoff. All right. I'm going to get kind of crazy here with, with my single. Um, just just listen. I'm man. ready. It, it's not going to hurt you to listen, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, Simple Minds. Since this is a handicap, I paid a little more attention to the weights that the horses are carrying. And playing that weight angle kind of makes me love the two Chateau at 10 to 1 morning line. I'm going to single the two Chateau at 10 to 1 morning line because you know what? When I handicapped this without the morning line, I was like, oh, this horse could quite easily be 
a uh, a strong favor, you know, a a strong single. Uh, is it a bold single? You bet your sweet fucking bippy it is. Yeah, it is. But with the weight break and being the fastest early speed with the rail draw, I love Chateau to steal this up front. You're not worried about Chateau and Pirate Rick just knocking heads all the way around and killing I each other. I would be much more concerned with Pickle Rick. Um, I my my thing is I think that Chateau gets the nod because of the inside post draw and that if if pirate rick truly wants to be on the lead and not a horse that rates off of the hip of the lead then he's gonna have to bust ass from line to get there because chateau is gonna be flying yeah i'd agree with you there i never like the lasix off that's the one knock is especially with the the lasix rules now i don't like when the horse takes lasix off and is running against a bunch of horses that are used to running without lasix it's true. It's true. You always got to look for it. I mean, there are horses that definitely have kind of up and down patterns with the, the <coughs> excuse me. Ooh, pardon me, with the Lasix on and the Lasix off. At least I can say that like for a stretch for the run happy, the Tom fool last year, the Gravesend, uh, that the horse had some success running with Lasix, but it's always such a dicey proposition whenever you remove them again. Yeah. All right. That was the, We'll call that like a I don't know, I don't know uh, food courses very well. It was that was the the antipasta for, for this uh, car, the Tom Fool. Uh, we've got a big juicy Batmany Kentucky Derby prep race coming up, race nine. But I'm gonna make you wait for it on the Notorious OTB. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. When we get back, we're gonna be talking about the 15 entry Gotham Stakes. At the duct, we will be right back. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for offseason NFL best ball drafts, but they've also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And before we move on and handicap the Gotham Stakes, the $300,000 Grade 3 Gotham Stakes that goes a one-turn, eight furlongs at Aqueduct, I can we just take a moment to recognize how fucking spectacular a 15-horse Kentucky Derby prep race in a yeah. late winter, early spring duct is? This is amazing. This is feels unprecedented. I think the change to a mile uh, really helps draw in sprinters, and that that just makes this race even more wild. I wish they still had the inner dirt track for for the Gotham. That that would be that would be sweet. Uh, I I don't know about you, but with fifteen horses and all of them so relatively lightly raced, all of them look like they want to do the exact same thing that all the other horses wanted to do. So I got pretty thick through here and went four deep. What about oh, I you? Would, I would go even deeper. Uh, this I, I think you're deep. right. Like you could you could make a good case to go anywhere from seven to eight deep in this race. Probably you got horses taking the Lasix off. You got horses having blinkers. You got so many changes to some of these horses that I kind of like. And I'm like, man, I don't trust anybody really. Like 
I don't trust a lot of these horses taking Lasix off either for the first time. It's like, right. and, and some of them had a clear step up when they added Lasix. So it's like, what do you make of that? It's just, it's tough. I, I think there are two schools of thought for how, for how you can handle this race, which is one, you can lean into the, I guess, homogenous run styles of Kentucky Derby winning horses, like except for like Rich Strike or like Mind That Bird. Like they're the horses that can run really fast for a really long time in front of everyone else. That's who wins Kentucky Derbies as, as, as a three-year-old. And a lot of these horses can do that. So do you lean into the one that's going to be the who you think is just going to, you know, run this field into the dirt? Or do you get a little bit tactical and do you find the horses here that actually have shown that they do not have to, to win gate to wire because the vast majority of this field uh, has so I, I ended up with like a, a a waffle house kind of just smothered covered cat you know scattered chunks like I've, I've got a little bit of everything in here but why don't you go ahead and tell me who you've got nick yeah i got a, i got a little bit of everything too i don't i don't know how i feel about these ones leaving baffert like caramel road like, didn't use them i tossed them i completely i i don't trust yak tafferts or yeah. or baftines whatever you want to call them yeah like first race good last rate i just my note is literally just meh like what do you do with this horse <laughs> and then for fort warren like i said great incredible debut didn't back it up at all like what what happened like what went wrong can we bounce back here so like just because of the 12 to 1 price we're getting i will include fort warren but i can't use caramel road and then i'm looking at the two outside horses and i'm like man i clover like Iron Clover looks okay, but like I don't trust that horse taking Lasix off. I trust Recruiter more at twelve to one, which I feel like is a very generous morning line. I think this horse goes off at five to one at best. Um, so I prefer that one. And then if you're looking for a big price, Raisin Cane. I I thought the two dirt races as a two year old were solid. Um, I'm avoiding. Slip Mahoney, uh, I thought without Lasix, the horse did not look good. So I don't, I don't know how you feel about a couple of these. Oh, and then you can't forget Lugan Knight. Like yeah. that, that's like probably going to go off as the favorite. But that was a gutty, gutty race last time yeah. out against Arctic Arrogant. Yeah, that's one of those that you had to just kind of watch the replay and see a horse go eye to eye and throw down and be like, okay, this horse want, wants to win. It has the yeah. desire. Um, I mean, I okay, so I'll, I'll just go ahead. I'll give you the four that I landed on. One of them was, was one of the ones that you made a case against. Um, the first one, and I'm just going to say, uh, if you try to just maximize how many letters you could fit in for a horse name to try to make like something long and elaborate, I hate you. So, number two, how great is Nate? All one word, 10 to 1. Uh, this horse is the definition of never done anything wrong. A perfect four, four for four, albeit all in the mid-Atlantic at Delaware, Laurel. I mean, but has won every single race from off the pace. From a pace standpoint, I don't think you can afford to leave uh, how great is Nate off the ticket. Uh, Nick mentioned the 10 Lugan Knight at 6 to 1. I mean, never missed the try in his career. Gutsy performance in the Jerome. Um, I did use Slip Mahoney. Listen, it's like a arrogant babies are like uh, really fancy sneakers. Like they only make they they only made a few of them. Like there's a finite number. Um, 
and Slip Mahoney's arrogant sired out of an AP Indy mare. Uh, this horse has just impeccable pedigree for the Derby Trail. Uh, the first time facing winners is a knock, but only came up shy by a neck, two back, and the winner of that race went out to win its next race, uh, as did Slip Mahoney. They both, the first two uh, finishers, both won their next races. And the, the horse is trend, trending up and never done anything wrong and uh, appears to really like one turn at Aqueduct. And uh, the, the last one I used, uh, I, I mean, you mentioned, I, I think you have to use it at this price. And that is the 14 recruiter at 12 to one. I am recently just in love with army mule sired horses. Little pig boy comes from the dirt. He's a weasley little mud grub who needs to be stood on little pig boy. And I'll have to find a third little pig boy sound drop at some point, uh, because it comes from the mid Atlantic circuit and God Damn it, do I love Park Shippers at Aqueduct. They always surprise the big prices. I love Park Shippers at Aqueduct. So, I ended up going four deep. Two, 10, 11, 14. Give me your horses one more time, Nick. I went eight, 10, 12, 14. All right. We're through the stakes races. The, the two meaty G3s, which is just one thick G6. We're on to the bunny leg. Race 10. Time to get paid. Blow up like the world's trade. $50,000 allowance. Going six furlongs. And the pace looks pretty quick and contentious again. I'm going to just attempt to try to find my edge with rail horses and one from off the page. And I went three deep to do it. Uh, none of which the favorite. I'm pretty excited about a few of these. Um, one of them is a pretty good price at the number two. But let's hear... Let's see. I've already, I gave you, I tipped my hand there. What do you got, Nick? How are you closing it out? I like All broccoli. button. Say it. All button. Broccoli is a single, is a potential for me. Closer. I like the last two races. Motion to strike. Looked good in the last two races, but also had a weight break. So I don't like that Dylan Davis is getting on and getting rid of that weight break. But if I had to go three deep, I would look at Pine Valley, Callow, the three. I don't know how to say that name. And Broccoli, the five. Those are the three that I'm looking at with a potential single of the five at 10 to one. I've been calling this horse Brachial, and I, I am pretty certain that uh, I've heard the announcers uh, pronounce it uh, enough times to know that that is uh... wrong. Wrong. <laughs> But uh, hold on, who who were your horses again? I like the two, the three, and the five. Those are look at us. Hey, on. look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Well, if we're both alive to this point, damn it. Do we both really want the two, three, and five to finish it out? Because those are the exact same three that I landed at Pine Valley. I mean... One last out, and despite first-time facing winners, already knows how to pass other horses. Once again, I get my dirty little pig boy angle of a park shipper. Also, you got to note that this horse ran at Saratoga and Keeneland as a two-year-old. Listen, these places are meccas of breeding. And it's, like, important to the people who breed these horses for their livelihood that they have these horses that win. It's like giving... Guys, okay. It's like giving your girlfriend flowers for, like, Valentine's Day or birthday or anniversary. Do you get the flowers and just, like, bring them home and put them in the fridge? And when she gets home, you're like, oh, I got you flowers. 
Fuck no. No, you don't fucking do that. No. You give flowers to her at work. You have them delivered. It's a big to-do so that everyone can see her get flowers. Nick, I don't remember what we were talking about. We're talking about showing off to our girlfriends. I like that. Uh, I remember now. Yeah, so racing Saratoga and Keeneland as a two-year-old for a breeder, uh, getting your two-year-olds to win at places like Saratoga and, you know, the mecca of the horse breeding industry, Keeneland, as a two-year-old, pretty big fucking deal. You like the three Callaloo. I thought that it could end up the speed of speed in a race like this. I, I, I trust the no frills early speed uh, that will just hit the rail and go. And then Brachiole, Broccoli, Brachiole, um, Brachioli, even. Uh, exactly. If, if this race absolutely falls apart, then I think this is the, your no-brainer winner in the early pace. It is there for it to fall apart. It just has to happen, or the track has to have the right uh, conditions. So, Yahtzee, we both finished it off with the 2-3-5. I'm going to rattle off my ticket real quick. It's a $48 on a 50-cent base. Race 1, one two five seven. The second leg, it's going to be two six. The third leg, whoo, bold single with the two chateau. Then we're four deep again in the fourth leg, two ten eleven fourteen, and closing it out with the two three five. So that's forty eight dollars on a fifty cent base. Uh, Nick, give the people what they want. Oh geez, I got to write these down real quick. Oh, I'll do the math for you. I'm good at this. I've done this for so All many right. guests at this point. We got the one five six nine in the first race. Then we got the four and the six in the second race. In the eighth, I am singling the one. In the ninth, we went pretty deep. So we went 14, or this is going to be out of order, but 14, 8, 10, and 12. Those are my four. And then to end it, we like the same three, two, three, five. What's that come out to? Too much money. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Guys, show up to my show and show up with a ticket for the exact same price, you fucking creeper. Hey. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, it always ends up someone ends up super skinny and then someone ends up super thick and there's a whole lot of like, you know, questioning if you can ever hang out with that person again, you know? Um, well, it seems like we've got too much in common, which is scary considering this is the first time we've talked. Yeah, I need you to shave your beard before you come back on. Change your face from mine. Yeah. Well, you know, it's easy to have no hair, and then it's really hard to not have anything else about your face. So it's always the accessory every, every man goes to. Yeah, it's like we got the reverse woolly willy going, like someone's down and all the like the lead shavings fell to the bottom you know that's yeah, that's our look exactly all right so that's it as as i promised i returned to gotham or aqueduct to talk about the gotham stakes day late pick five uh nick uh shout out your uh your socials so uh, people can uh can give you a follow he's uh for one i'm in a group chat with this guy and he uh brightens my day every day and two he's a he's a pretty good follow so uh yeah what's that uh twitter handle at racing ny you can find me there yeah do you have a, a zanga or a live blog live journal or anything no dude i'm i'm just like i'm trying to keep to myself learn from like itp and all those guys who are like we're so secretive we don't tell anybody what we do but we right. win and you're like oh yeah i want to be that guy yeah you know uh me being a whale i don't worry about other whales you know that's my yeah. my thing and uh i mean me me and ITP, we, we've we've had our uh, 
our, our little uh, back and forth before. Many men wish death upon me. All right. Since many men wish death upon me, I should probably go into hiding. Nick, man, thanks for coming on. I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, jumping yeah. on, coming in on the pinch. I'll have to, I like, next time I'm going to give you, like, a full warm-up and everything. Like, you can do, like, whatever, like, Pilates or whatever you need to do to get, like, ready to really, like, rotate into these picks. Some stretching, you know. You made me follow Sarah, which, like, she's so good. So, like, sorry, guys, I'm not as good as Sarah, but, like, Hopefully listen, we win, you know. That's all that matters. Listen, I I mean my name is uh, my title is host, but it's mostly cer- ceremonial. I'm not as good as Sarah either, but um yeah, yeah man. Uh well, thank you for joining. Enjoy Always your Gotham. Pleasure. Yeah, man, enjoy your Gotham Stakes Day. Uh I encourage you to go out to Aqueduct and enjoy America's fine racetracks. Okay. LOL. Unless you're in the mood for like a horror or something, then you probably like fine. That probably be the place to stop. You know, like if you if you want gas, you know, stop at the gas station. You want to work head to Aqueduct. Yeah, yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. They'll be ready to just catch you right after a big trifecta. This is a good time to leave. We'll catch you next time on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.